It's Friday, April 10th, 2020, and from the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, this is Pennsylvania Legacies. I'm Josh Rollerson. Well, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know we normally post new episodes every other Friday. And if you've been keeping track, you'll know that the last episode came out just one week ago, which would, of course, make this Friday an off week under normal circumstances. But of course, None of us are living under normal circumstances these days, and so today we're going to change up the release schedule just a bit to bring you some timely information on how the ongoing public health emergency is affecting outdoor recreation in our state. Specifically, news about trout season, which officially opened on Tuesday, April 7th. Well, that's notable because trout season is on a very short list of springtime traditions that are being permitted to continue under the governor's stay-at-home order, at least for now. But that doesn't mean it's business as usual for anglers or for the state agency that regulates their sport. Social distancing guidelines still apply whether you're fishing or doing anything else in public. The Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission is taking additional steps to prevent overcrowding and otherwise unsafe use of the state's fishing waters. Here to explain more is the Fish and Boat Commission's executive director, Tim Schaefer. Tim, welcome to Pennsylvania Legacies. It's great to have you here. Nice to be here. Thanks. Tell me about the decision to go ahead with the opening of trout season, how you went about making that decision, what factors uh, went into it. Sure, be happy to. And again, thanks for the opportunity to share this with your listeners. So in the last few weeks, uh, there was a lot of concern and questions about the opening day of trout season dynamic that we typically see in Pennsylvania. Uh, The concern was not for fishing at all. On the contrary, people have, have been out fishing for other species. People have been practicing catch and release and actually having a great time and we're seeing really good social distancing practices um, in place Uh, but building up if if you're from Pennsylvania and if your listeners have ever been out for a typical opening day in certain locations uh, can be pretty busy Um, similarly we have an early opener for kids it's called our Metro Youth Trout Day which was scheduled to take place on April 11th and that is by definition a group activity and what you'll have is say you know an uncle in Pittsburgh will have a niece or a nephew that comes from some other part of Pennsylvania another state and it's it's their big time to go fishing together and we're encouraging uh, family units to stay together to fish not spread it out and so that mentor youth trout day wasn't going to work um, to this point we've sold about 2,500 voluntary youth licenses at two dollars and ninety cents each what we're letting anglers know though is if they did purchase one this year they can use it next year so hold on to it if you'd like to get out take advantage of the mentored youth opportunity you can use your 2020 permit for any of our events in 2021 so we went through a number of options everything from keeping the status quo to canceling one but not the other postponing and in consultation directly with the department of health and the governor's office and also DCNR, the Department of Conservation and Natural Resources, uh, we all quickly came to the conclusion that what we did yesterday was the way to go. The reason we engaged DCNR so heavily, they're a great partner of ours, uh, but people fish on DCNR property, state parks and state forests, more than anywhere else in Pennsylvania. They really are the number one landowner for where fishing takes place. So we wanted to obviously get their buy-in. And I, I really can't say enough good things about uh, Cindy Dunn, who's been a good friend of mine for a long time, and just the partnership with her staff throughout this has been phenomenal. So we went through the options, actually engaged directly with uh, state epidemiologist staff, 
um, to get their input. And it was determined that by opening trout season uh, yesterday, admittedly, unexpectedly, that would help to spread out the pressure of the opening day. A term that we're all familiar with now is flattening the curve. And what we were trying to do is flatten the curve of opening day. So social distancing, obviously, is going to continue to be super important here. I'm curious, does that mean anything different in this context? Does social distancing look different to anglers, uh, or are there special considerations here that make this different from other activities? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Well, I'd, I'd say a couple of things. One is, you know, as far as since we've now you know eliminated the opening day, there's no rush to get out. Mm-hmm. So, so one thing is there's no no rush to get out on the streams, and other folks are there. Uh, we really would ask you to be mindful when you, if you get out to your favorite fishing spot and someone's there, you know, move to another spot. There's there's plenty of great places to go. Our staff came up with a really clever image that has taken off across the country. An arm with an outstretched rod, uh, outstretched fishing rod, right? If you can touch somebody, you're too close. And so you spin it around and that graphic has really, really caught on. So yeah, you want to want to keep that distance away from uh, other anglers. And what I've been telling folks, I've talked, as you can imagine, to a lot of people about this in the last few days. You know, fishing is an inherently self-policing activity. Uh, it's inherently ethical. You typically don't have someone looking over your shoulder, seeing whether or not the trout's long enough to keep, or whether you're keeping your limit or not. I mean, it's it's about being being ethical and practicing that behavior all the time. And what we're asking folks to do is really just step up and apply that, apply those ethics now to the social distancing that we're practicing in the rest of our daily lives. Well, that actually goes to another question I wanted to ask you, which is social distancing is sort of the base requirement for fishing to continue. It's permitted so long as people use good sense and follow the guidelines. Is there any, you know, beyond sort of ethics and the honor system, is there any mechanism for enforcing that or, you know, how does that work? Well, really, you know, as, as far as the enforcement side goes, we're asking people to, to, to st- pay, pay attention and to adhere to the governor's stay-at-home order, and that's been pretty uh, pretty clear in asking people to stay close to home, to recreate locally. Um, our partners at DCNR have used the, the term of, if you can recreate within 15 minutes of your home. So stay close to home. Uh, there's plenty of great opportunities. Um, our officers uh, were out there yesterday. They're out there again today, and they will be. If they see people that are perhaps getting too close, make them some suggestions to stay apart. And I'm, I'm happy to report that we really have not been seeing uh, problems of the entire Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Yesterday, when we opened this up, our officers got concerns from three. That's three locations anywhere in Pennsylvania. And uh, in each case, we were able to to get there and, and to address them locally. So uh, we think the anglers are... are are paying attention. Again, we're all used to it. We, we all live it now. And um, again, we're just asking people to do their part uh, when they're out fishing. So in terms of places to go, you said obviously close to home is best, 15 minutes or less if possible. Are there any particular fishing spots or categories of spot that people should make a point of avoiding? So um, one of the things that uh, related to your question that we were not doing this year, um, every other year we've been very transparent in where we stock our trout. Um, Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission stocks about 3.2 million trout every year. We have a, a network of cooperative nurseries. There are local sportsmen's clubs that stock another million. We would typically let you know ahead of time where we're going to be putting them in the water, let you know after that's happened. This year, we're not doing either of those things. We're not posting our stocking schedules prospectively, nor are we doing it retrospectively. And the reason for that is 
same reason that we didn't want to have an opening day. We don't want to squeeze people to a pinch point, say, oh, my gosh, that water was stocked yesterday. I got to run out there. What I said in, in the press release, and I mean it, you know, when we've been stocking the streams at a really accelerated pace, the fish have been given the opportunity to spread out, and so should the anglers. Another thing we remind people is that it's not just about trout fishing. Pennsylvania has great opportunities for panfish, bass, other species. One thing that I know the you know, folks at the Pennsylvania Environmental Council are real familiar with is uh, the growth in unpowered boating and kayaking, another great way to enjoy the water. And, you know, the same principles that would apply when you're fishing would apply when you're out in your kayak. And if you can, you know, hit your, hit your buddy next to you with a, with a paddle, you're probably too close. So whether it's a paddle or a fishing rod, maintain some distance between you. I'm happy to say that, you know, the Department of Health and the governor's office continue to embrace outdoor recreation um, is something that people should be partaking in. And really what the decision yesterday for trout season does is really puts trout fishing on par with the other forms of recreation that, that we know people are engaging in, eliminate some of the concern, confusion, can I, can't I, can't I? Well, yeah, you can, just, just make sure you're following the social distancing rules when you do so. So I'm curious about how other states have been approaching this question and whether that informed your decision at all. Yeah, that's a, a great question, and I really want to thank my, my colleagues and counterparts in other states, particularly here in the Northeast, and a couple really informed that decision. The uh, state of Connecticut, I believe it was on March 24th, they uh, did a similar thing to what we did and opened the season early, and I've had a lot of questions, well, Connecticut, how's Connecticut like Pennsylvania? And the way it's like Pennsylvania, all of their streams are like one of our busy opening day streams because... They have fewer of them. It's a higher density of anglers. So every one of them is packed on opening day. And they found when they, when they did this that it really, really helped to smooth out those opening day, that opening day curve. The state of New Jersey uh, last week did similar sort of opener where they opened their streams for catch and release only. And then they're going to have their regular opener this Saturday. The state of New York last week they always open their trout season up on April 1st, regardless of what day of the week it falls on. And they were pleased with even their traditional opener, how that worked. And when I heard from my counterparts that, that hey, once you give people the ability to fish, uh, they're following the rules. We know we've got good ethical anglers in Pennsylvania and we're confident they would do the right thing and, and do the same thing. And so far, so good. Yeah, so far, so good. As you said, no indication of any widespread problems uh, yesterday on opening day. Obviously, the, the metric by which you measure success for a typical opening day is going to be a little different this year. But, uh, you know, accounting for that, how did it go? Uh, we're recording this a day after the season opened. Uh, any any observations? Yeah, again, well, we think it went well. And, and I'll be honest with you, and knock on wood, and I don't want to jinx myself, but, but the lack of my phone ringing today, um, that, that's, again, I really don't want to jinx it, but uh, suggest that things are, are going well out there. We uh, just checked in with our law enforcement director. Uh, they were not finding issues. The one place that we did have a hiccup yesterday, everything is fine today. A couple people have asked this as well. Typically, your barometer for how well you do is license sales. And at this point, our truly our priority is the social distancing. Um, it's not about license sales. It's about making sure people do do the sport safely. Um, one of the things that we, that a metric that we do see just going off the charts, I think predictably, is our online license sales. A few months ago, a few weeks ago, 
I'm actually losing track of time now. Before this all happened, we eliminated the display requirement. We were one of only three states left in the country in which you had to display your fishing license. And the national research is showing that you need to make uh, fishing and buying a license easy, uh, particular for the, the next generation. And if you have too many clicks or too many things, or if someone says, what do you mean I gotta go print this thing out and put it in a plastic holder? You know, you lost them. So in an effort to drive more online license sales, make it easier for folks, we eliminated the display requirement. We had never heard the word coronavirus when we, when we did that. Now it turns out it was a really helpful decision because anglers can go online. We have a mobile app, Fish Boat PA, um, or our, our Fish and Boat Commission website, which is fishandboat.com. Go to either of those places, go through a few steps, get your license, um, have it downloaded onto your phone, and you're good to go. And if you would get stopped by an officer, that would be proof of purchase. Um, another thing that we did as a convenience to anglers is we established a special telephone number where people can call if they um, are comfortable, uncomfortable doing it online. Uh, they can uh, give us a phone call. We can walk you through getting the license. So wanted to make it as easy as possible for people to get out there and do this acceptable form of outdoor recreation. So the decision was made to proceed with trout season, provided people use good judgment and observe social distancing guidelines. Is there a possibility that that decision could be reversed for whatever reason? What would go into making that call? You know, it, it, what would go into making that call? And I should have said at the beginning, um, in addition to uh, the endorsement of the governor's office and the Department of Health, our board of commissioners. Uh, we have a, a 10 member board of commissioners who are, are my boss and they ultimately set the policy for the organization, for the agency. They were also unanimously in support of this decision. So um, anything that we would do deciding to change course in the future would need to be approved by the board. And because, you know, this is not just about fishing now, this is about public health any decision that we would make would be done in concert with the governor's office and the Department of Health. Well, Tim, thanks so much for talking with me today and and best of luck with what hopefully will be a fun and successful trout season. Great. Thank you. Tim Schaefer is executive director of the Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission. Incidentally, he's also a former member of our team here at PAC. We will post links to PFBC's guidance on social distancing and safe fishing on the PEC website. Just look in the show notes for this episode. We'll also link you to information from the Department of Conservation and Natural Resources on how the state's response to COVID-19 affects park trails and public lands and their use by Pennsylvanians. We'll be back with another podcast in another two weeks. Uh, That is, unless there's more late-breaking news before then, which, again, is something that seems to be happening a lot lately. Either way, however it shakes out, we hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, for the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, I'm Josh Rollerson, and as always, thanks for listening.